Hi everyone, today is September 16, 2017, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And uh, in Duel World, this week has mostly been dominated by the long-awaited uh, Rex Raptor event. I think it's called uh, Rex Raptor's Dino Mayhem. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an event with a lot of positives, but there is like a main negative about the event. Um... But just because of that, we've been sinking our teeth into PvP games. Um, yeah, we've been playing a lot of PvP. How has your run been? Yeah, I've been doing all right. Um, I ended up getting Yugi Moto to level forty, and then at that point, it was just all PvP. Um, so I got to platinum one. Or, sorry, Legend. Uh, Legend 1, yeah, right after our show last week. And that was on, like, a 15-game win streak with a build of Tomb Barrel Dragon that I liked, and I posted it on our Twitter. And it worked really well for me through Platinum. Um, and at that point, you know, since it was Sunday, less than halfway through the month, and I'd already gotten to Legend, I decided that I'm going to try to reach King of Games this month, which... Of course, made me go even harder on PvP over the, the course of this past week. But uh, unfortunately, right after I hit Legend, the meta kind of shifted, and um, the deck really wasn't as—I um, don't know—it it didn't work as well. Um, didn't really match the meta. I saw a ton of Phoenix decks in Legend. Um, probably all trying to counter all the Tomb Barrel Dragon decks, and it does do that fairly well. So I ended up switching around the deck a little bit, and for a while I was just ping-ponging back and forth uh, for a couple days, making no progress. Went a little bit crazy and played like 15 different decks, <laughs> just trying to get anything that would stick. And then um, eventually I kind of just centered myself again, and tweaked my Tomb Barrel Dragon list a little bit to have a better matchup against Phoenix um, by adding Divine Wrath and Ultimate Providence. And um, ended up getting Legend 2 again. This is the second time I got it once and fell back down, but I ended up getting it back last night. So I, I feel a little bit better about where I am now, and hopefully I can continue to climb. It's really disheartening in legend because you have to get five in a row wow. to level up and that's just tough and annoying to do because you can you can get like a 80 percent win rate and just never level up if you always lose on your fifth game uh obviously that's pretty unlikely statistically but it right, is possible yeah. and, and then the flip side of course is that you only have to lose three in a row to um to downgrade, I guess, to lose a rank. So it's really hard to uh, gain ranks, and if you just kind of catch an unlucky streak or go on tilt or you know whatever, then you might end up falling pretty quickly back yeah, down to a, a the better, floor. A better system might be like win four out of the next five or something like that, so it's not consecutive. Yeah, I don't like the consecutive nature. I actually really like the... Uh, Hearthstone system where it's just essentially if you win more than you lose you'll get there eventually <laughs> and um, 
I don't know if there's a big bonus to requiring you to win uh, X number in a row. I think the reason why they do it is because they don't want to... They probably think that it rewards consistency in the sense that you can't just play, you know, whatever number, 10,000 games, and thereby ensure that you make it eventually um, just by flipping coins, essentially. But it, I think it doesn't reward consistency in the sense that, um, like I was talking about, you could have a 80% win rate and still not promote. So uh, I don't know. I, I think you could probably look at, at like models of the two versions and see which version uh, rewards the players better based on what you're looking to do. Um, and if you're looking to reward consistency, I, I think you could probably just figure out which one's better for that. But um, it this one feels worse to me. It, it feels bad to play in this version because if I win like three games in a row and then lose one, it's just like it really takes the, the wind out of your sails and you're just like, oh, I don't even want to play anymore, but I have to. And then if you lose a second one after that one, you're just like, oh, man, now I'm really scared. <laughs> so uh, it's I, I think it makes the ladder less enjoyable overall at that level. Uh, after this push to King of Games, I might not be doing it again. Wow. Well, we'll see. <laughs> if I get another start, I mean, the only reason why I even decided to push this time was because I started, like, the first weekend I got, like, 40 games in because it was a holiday weekend and I was just playing a lot more than I normally play. And, you know, if that happens again, then I might try it again. But, but we'll see. Yep. Cool. Um, what about you? What are you up to? Yeah, after last week, I said I was committed to um, the Red Eye Zombie. But then I saw the uh, tournament, the DK's tournament, and then everyone was playing Psychics there. And, you know, I had the cards. I, at first I thought I didn't have the cards, but then I saw the cards they're playing, and I was like, oh, I had this one, I had this one. And it turns out I have all the cards, so um switched over to the No Mortal Can Resist Psychic deck. And there's two main versions, which I'll talk about, but... um I forgot where I was last week. I think I was plat 1, but now I'm just plat 3. I've just been... I don't know. I don't win a ton, but I, I don't lose a ton either, so I pretty much stay where I'm at. I think I I may have pushed plat 4, but then I got knocked back again. But I'm at 80 wins in PvP exactly, so I should get to 100 for that third reward this this time around. Um, and the deck felt just, just feels really good when you make them concede, because you activate your ability... And then their graveyard shot, and then that's the game sometimes for a lot of decks like Red Eye Zombie, Phoenix, uh, Necrofear, anything that involves graveyard interactions. The game's pretty much over. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other. Um, there's the Watt Psychic Fighter, which puts the skeleton on the top of their deck, and that kind of equalizes against any other deck that that they don't really have to use the graveyard, but you just force them to draw a skeleton. And that's kind of an equalizing factor against the regular decks. But it could definitely be beaten by Naturia. That's the one... That's a deck I've seen a lot in Platinum, and, and that mainly beats me all the time. And um, I face some Weevil decks. They get the Lava Golem out pretty fast, and I pretty much lose there. So, you know, if, if I see more of the Graveyard Interaction decks, I might get the Legends. I'll see. Um... 
yeah, that, that deck's really fun to play. Yeah, it sounds like, actually, it might be better in Legend. So if you were to take a different deck up to Legend and then play with that one in Legend, you might do a little bit better because I haven't seen... I've seen one Naturia deck, I think, in the entire time I've been in Legend, which has been uh, only a week, but it's been a lot of games. (laughs) And um, the... And I, again, I think I've seen like one or two Weevil decks, but I've seen a ton of Phoenix decks and a solid amount of uh, Tomb Barrel Dragon as well. Yeah, I've seen Tomb Barrel Dragon as well here, but those might just be people trying out the deck in, in Platinum. Uh, I might just get my second insight with my level 60, I mean my 60 win reward, and mm-hmm. play Red Eye Zombie. So I have two instead of one, that's a lot better. Um,. Yeah, I don't think I've faced another Psychic deck in Plat. Yeah, I've faced a few with Tomb Barrel Dragon, and they have a couple ways to just kind of make sure that they can win. Because frequently with Tomb Barrel Dragon, of course, you are using the three-star demotion, and in doing so, putting yourself at a 1,000 life. So if they can just clear the you know your back row and or your tune uh, kingdom plus your tomb barrel dragon which they usually is just two or three things that they need to clear so if they just have a psychokinesis and a destructoid or you know a couple yeah. psycho psychokinesis or whatever then they can kind of clear your side and attack in and you know if you don't have a karibo or whatever then you lose but even if you do you're in a really bad spot for the rest of the game but then you're both playing at like a thousand life. So yeah, it's, it's a good and with thing one you, card in hand. You can't make them use their ability though. That's a good thing, I guess. Um that three star demotion does. Uh they they'll never use their ability on you. If that matters. Mm. <laughs> um yeah, and another thing I did was I moved past stage thirty eight. This was this was just brought on by paranoia because we both saw level thirty Rexes for the first day. Nothing but level thirty Rexes. And I saw some comments on Reddit saying how stage level correlates to legendary duelist spawns. So then I decided to do it. And it turns out, I, I kind of did it for no reason because I still see a fair number of level 30 Rex Raptors. And I've been losing to standard duelists, particularly one deck. I thought, when I, when I reviewed all of the stage 39 decks, I thought Firebeat would probably be the best deck. But it turns out it's the RNG Coin of Destiny deck, which runs Time Wizard, Blowback Dragon, and Second Coin Toss, which it's it's mostly a Time Wizard that kills you, obviously. Um, you get like a 67% chance to clear your board. You're, they're going to hit it every time, so... I've been losing some games, but um, the... Uh, what's it called? Silent Magician deck is pretty good against every other deck. Uh, except that Coin of Destiny deck. So yeah, but I'm getting gems though. I guess I've gotten maybe 300 gems since I moved up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's something. Yeah. And it's obviously, a, it's, it's you know, horrible, once yeah. you right, and once you pass that like threshold, then you have all the way up until stage uh, 60. 40, so you're 45. gonna I think 45. It's gonna be another set. It's like a new set of uh, decks to face. Right, right. I just meant, I think the biggest 
um, caution point that everyone talks about is that one. I don't think oh. that many people are as concerned about the difference between the level 44 and 45 standard duelist or 45, 46, whatever it is. Uh, I think once you cross that point that you've crossed all the way up until 60 is not as much of a big deal. So you can go from from where you are through 60 uh, nearly as easily, I guess, without as much of a downside as the switch from 38 to 39. I wasn't aware of the 60. I think oh. that's just the level cap, right? Or the stage cap. Oh, you could be right. They could be adding to it after the update. So I guess... Uh... Yeah, we'll see. But I'm past the I could 30. definitely... Yeah, I could definitely see them adding stuff uh, as time goes, and especially if they're adding a whole new world, they might as well add some more stages. Yep. So yeah, I'll just report on as it goes. I'm stage 43 as of this morning, I think. Um, I had to spend some time doing some stupid things. Like, I have to, I have to do, like, 25 ritual summons to, to pass this stage, and it's just... I feel like it's a waste of time, but, you know, I got motivated to get those 50 gems or whatever I get, or 100 after I level up, so we'll see. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to move on to the news section now. Um, this week in esports, last week, the Duel Links Meta, Meta Championship Series 2 happened. And it was pretty funny, because, it wasn't funny, but Decade and his girlfriend stayed around during a hurricane... Like they were in, they're in South Florida, so that was when Hurricane Irma hit, and they were just, uh, they were still doing the tournament. They didn't like, leave <laughs> during the hurricane. Of, of course. Yeah. They they kind of seem like the types that just wouldn't wouldn't even bother. Yeah. I'm glad they ended up making it. Yeah, so alive. Um, I I saw some of the tournament, uh, specifically the last few matches. I didn't stay around and watch the whole five hour event, but um. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot like the first one, full of excitement. I think Decade being a broadcaster really does help the viewing experience. Um he was pretty much calling out plays like if this guy has it, he doesn't and stuff like that. Um so very entertaining to watch. Uh I'm gonna talk about some of the decks that people played in the the top people played. Um oh yeah, overall the reward was over fifteen hundred dollars, I believe. And it was split up amongst the eight people, uh, top eight people. Um, the most popular deck was Red Eye Zombies, which isn't much of a surprise. It was the it was the most popular deck, but it wasn't the wing, winning deck. I guess the top two people didn't really rely on Red Eye Zombies, so we'll brush on that a w- little bit. Um, the Red Eye Zombies deck basically had the same shell, but they had a little tweak here and there. Um, Psychics. Um, as I mentioned, which influenced my PvP play, um, they were a big star, and I think it was because it was shared on the Discord channel. There was a basic shell for the No Immortal Can Resist Psychic deck, and people started adapting that to um, the tournament to make different types of psychic decks. First place winner was Shoot My Manlet, um, and Shoot My Manlet mentioned that the psychic deck was really clutch. Uh, he quote. My Psychics were definitely my MVP. I played Psychics for my first game in every match, and it didn't lose a single time until the finals. Even then, they won the Mirror match immediately after. So, like what you mentioned, how this deck might be good in Legend, it definitely did good 
in this tournament, in this limited format. Um, DK also mentioned Metal Morph being a really good tech, and we saw time and time again Metal Morph coming up big in the tournament. And there was even a misplay on Metal Morph. Uh, I think it was Metal Morph and Mirror Force. Not Mirror Force, Mirror Wall. And it was activated before or after the Mirror Wall, and it didn't add up. It was it was off by like 50 or 25 points. <laughs> it was like how you mm. double it and then you subtract. You, you multiply it and then you divide or something. Um, and it was off by like 50 points, and they, they, they died. Um, so <laughs> Whoops. So with Metal Morph, you have to do some math, and it's like the additive system. Like, if you do you multiply or do you add for stuff like that? Um, so and- if... Is it the order that the cards are played, right? So you activate the mirror wall, and then if you activate the uh, metamorph in response, then the metamorph amount gets added, and then it gets halved, right? Yeah. Whereas had you done it the inverse, where you activate your metamorph when you attack, and then they activate mirror wall, then the mirror wall halves it, and then you get the 500 on top, so you end up with 250 more, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, uh... Oh, no, wait, that Metal Morph's 300. You're thinking about Rare Metal Morph. Oh, okay, yes. Three, yeah, 150, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, yep, and there was also a Konami representative who showed up in the tournament. I think at Twitch it was just at Konami. <laughs> and um, people were just, like, mentioning, adding... Like, they were talk, trying to talk to Konami the whole time, and there was definitely some kind of meme with people donating money talking about Konami, so... They showed up to the event, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, yep. I'm gonna talk about the top 8 decks really fast. Shoot My Manlet played No Mortal Can Resist Psychic, and there's basically two main Psychic types, and they involve switching out one card. And this card is Genetic Woman, and there's no Destructitron, so you typically switch one out for the other. It's kind of weird. Um, mm. And Genetic Woman is just a 1700 attack, but... She brings back something you removed from play. So you you remove any of your psychic cards from play to power up your Borg. And I don't know. I, I have the Destructotron version, so I can't really say. Um, this version doesn't run any mirror, uh, Metal Morphs, though. Um, also played Toon Barrel Dragon. Um, does the Toon Barrel Dragon typically run Electro... And Crystal Seer? Yes. So, the version that's common in Decade's, like, Discord, which obviously is going to be the version that's more frequently showing up in his Discord's tournament, uh, runs the three Sergeant Electro and the three Toon Barrel Dragon and two or three Sphere Kuribo and two or three Rare Metal Morph. uh, One Toon Kingdom, one Table of contents uh one windstorm and one curse of anubis those are all like the core cards of that deck and the idea is that you can essentially lock down your opponent using sergeant electro and the tomb barrel dragon to control their back row and then using the kuribos and the traps to control their attackers so that they can't do anything to punish you for having taken uh the 1000 or putting yourself at 1000 so against that version, uh, one of the strong counters, the only real thing that you can do against them sometimes 
is the Lava Golem, which we see a little bit in some of these deck lists below, uh, kind of as a counter to that deck. So um, this is fairly typical of the ones that you see in his Discord. The Magic, I think it's Magic Deflector. Deflector? Yeah, yeah that, that's a little weird. I guess that's protection against... That's quick plays and equips and stuff like that, right? So... I'm not really sure. I know that Divine Wrath is ob- obviously for the Love Golem. Uh, well, yeah, and other Tomb Barrel Dragons, and very importantly, uh, Phoenix, which there weren't any in the top eight, but that's a really bad matchup for Tomb Barrel Dragons, so it's I a nice counter the, to that. The Flector could be against Super Rush Headlong, maybe. Uh, yes, yeah. That's, that's the only so part I it, think of. It negates all equip, field, continuous, and quick play spell cards. So, yeah, I guess it would be against Super Rush. That's really the only thing that you care at. You care about Econs as well, but you have the rare Metal Morph to protect against Econ. So what he did is he switched out um, one rare Metal Morph for the Magic Deflector because the Deflector doesn't give you the buff, which is sometimes relevant, um, but it does give you the protection against the uh, Super Rush, which if you don't have... The Toon Kingdom mount, Super Rush, is another one of those few ways that you can uh, handle, uh, pretty easily handle the Toon Barrel Dragon. Yep. And he won $652, so that's pretty, probably the biggest reward, money reward for a Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links tournament. Might be even for Yu-Gi-Oh! the trading card, because they don't give out money anymore, so. Uh, biggest yeah, maybe. I, I kind of doubt it, though. Yu-Gi-Oh!'s had some really big money involved in the past. But. Apparently they give products now instead of like money. Like you have to like sell your stuff to get money. Yeah, that's always been yeah. a little weird, but yes. Um, second place, Drizzy Drake. Uh, I think this is a typical standard ninja deck. I can't say, but it looks like it's pretty typical. <laughs> it has the three Sasukes. Um, so a very pricey deck. Um, and yeah. then three ninjutsu One... arts too. Right. Yeah, the ninjutsu arts are the reason why I haven't played any ninja. Uh, one recent development in ninjas that we've seen is that now they run three-star demotion, or at least some of them do, so that they can just immediately skip over to the um, the six and the, I forget the name of the seven-star. Uh, black ninja? Uh, yeah, the black ninja and the uh, the red guy. <laughs> I know my ninja, ninja so well. Red ninja. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so those are powerful beaters that contend with things like um, red eyes in terms of size, and then they also let you immediately get to your ninjutsu arts. So um, it's an interesting move that so many of the top meta decks are presently, like, instantly putting themselves at really low life totals, be it by three-star demotion or by uh, activating psychic effects to pay life to do stuff. So... Uh, I guess maybe that's an effect of them nerfing uh, burn decks a bit, that people feel a lot more confident doing that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Black Dragon Ninja was definitely a big player in the tournament. Um, DK often said the game's over if he gets Black Dragon Ninja out and stuff like that, so it's definitely an important card for the Ninja decks. Um, The other deck Drizzy Drake brought was D 
the other form of no mortal can resist psychic, which is with Destructatron instead of Psychic Woman. Um, does run three Mirror Forces and a Metal Morph. Um, and having the Destructatron is big. I think I like it over the Genetic Woman um, version. It's more dangerous because you obviously lose more life points, but you could clear the back row in one turn, and that's just a big swing move. Um, I guess the Triple Mirror Force kind of makes up for it, but yeah, that's this version of Psychic. Yeah, it's funny. When the Psychics first came out, um, Destructotron was like, or whatever he's called, was the card that you were like, oh, this card's so good, you might want to build a Psychic deck, even though the other Psychics aren't so good. And now they've added enough other Psychics through rewards and uh, the trader and stuff that you're just like, oh, I guess maybe it's a flex card. You may or may not want to play it. The Borg came out in... Was it um, the... Phoenix set? I feel like it was this Phoenix set. I think it was... I mean, I could just look it up yeah. real quick, but... Because I didn't even know I, I had it. Like, I had two of them. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Psychic Witch, obviously, is from the Traitor. Watt Psychic is a rare, so you could get that guy. And Power Injector, we, he was a... He was, um... What was that, Card Flipper Campaign card? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we we were like, oh, he he's the best out of all these bad cards, and now he's show he's like a staple in psychics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like I think Crimson Kingdom. It's not the Phoenix one. Yeah, Crimson Crimson Kingdom. Wow. Okay. Which just has a lot of good cards in it. Yeah, it was kind of an afterthought, I guess. This card, people were trying to buy through Gozukis. That's what I was trying to do, or Red Eye Zombie. Yeah. And we just got this card, or two of these cards, so. And that's the main beater in this deck. It's the only card that could get really strong, because you just keep banishing your psychic cards. And it could get up to 2,500 in one turn, so. Third place, yeah. the Dempsey. Uh, he runs a ninja deck with Sphere Karibo. The other, um, Drizzy Drake did not run Sphere Karibo. That's notable. And he ran, um... Red Eye Zombie Beatdown with the Lava Golem tech, which is something we'll keep seeing in this tournament. And two Metal Morphs, too. Yeah, his um, his Red Eye's deck had a lot of tech in it because it's got the one Econ, it's got the two uh, Metal Morphs, and the Lava Golem. Uh, like we talked about, Lava Golem's pretty solid against the Toon Barrel Dragon, um, which is otherwise a really hard matchup for the uh red eyes they they need to get like exactly the right um plays they need to have it set up so that they can beat down over it or they can get an econ up if the kingdom's not up uh the metal morph is another way that he is trying to combat the tomb barrel dragon because that's another card that's really good for just attacking in if they don't have the kingdom up. I mean, if they do have the kingdom up, though, and it's an attack mode, then they still lose because they're probably at 1,000 life. So uh, Metal Morph is probably also for uh, its good tech against the Toon Kingdom decks. Hopefully it doesn't catch on with the red eyes that I'm facing. Yeah, that's so annoying to face Metal Morph. Yeah. Um, fourth place, Harambe. Um, first deck it's Harambe is- Bay. Oh, they just called it Harambe in the in the uh, tournament. So, 
whatever. Harambe okay, yeah. <laughs> Bay. They they played Mausoleum Invader with Lava Golem. Does it does it typically have Lava Golem? It does, yeah, I think. think yeah, yeah. I, I think the list that I've seen, which again have been mostly from the Discord, so obviously all the ones in the Discord are going to be pretty similar to each other. But um, I think part of the reason to run this deck is that it naturally runs the Lava Golem. Um, the reason for that is that you have the invaders and then you have the doom dog. And so you're using the doom dog to get the invader or the lava golem. It can target both of them. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility there. The invader is just good for kind of protecting yourself and setting up a nice play. And the lava golem of course is good for a few reasons. Uh, like we talked about the tunes, just clearing stuff, dealing damage to your opponent. And because this deck is a Destiny draw deck, you've got the uh, owner's seal. So you can kill their guys and then steal the thing back and then attack in for 3,000. It's a cool little combo that's easier to put together if you have Destiny draw and a couple searchers. And if I recall, the Feng Huang was a really big factor in this deck. It, it just decided some games. Yeah, it's an interesting card. Um, I This was one of those decks that I had tried when I was just going on my little, like, mental breakdown and um it didn't work super well for me which obviously is why i didn't stick with it but uh one thing to note is that the feng hua only destroys face down spells and traps so you activate them before right uh yes you can activate i think things like mirror wall that that wasn't my issue my issue was that i just played it when they had face-up things that I wanted to get oh, rid of, and yeah. it didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, right, read the card, stupid. So um, just in case you <laughs> uh, didn't read the card, because no one you reads think you cards. know what it does. No exactly. Yeah. We think we know what it does, and then it didn't do that, and then I lost. That sucks. Uh, the second deck Harambe brought was Mill. This is a pretty standard Mill deck, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's much to say here. Fifth and six is 3D. Um, Red Eye Zombie with Lava Golem. Pretty standard. It runs anti magic arrows, though, I guess. Two Metamorphs. No Goblin yeah, I mean, Zombies. Yeah. This, this is another uh, example of how they're kind of teching it a little bit, where you've got the core, of course. Um, although one of them kind of deviated from even the core of what we previously considered to be the core of the deck. But. This one has a lot of um, tech cards as well with the two Metal Morph, the Lava Golem, one Sphere Karibo, and the Anti-Magic Arrows. Uh, Mirror Wall is somewhere in between tech and core for this deck, I would say. It's it's a little hard to place it in either pile. Uh, you don't like need it to run the deck, but it's used in most versions of the deck. So um, There's some interesting stuff here, and I guess in their Discord they must have discussed how they were having trouble with, probably with tunes, and they decided that a good, like package to help you against the tunes is the Lava Golem plus Metamorph. Yeah. I'm also noticing that this guy's running 21 cards yeah. in his stack. I just so. noticed that. Wow. <laughs> Sneaky. Uh, no mortal can resist Psychic again. This is the Destructotron version. Not much to say about this version. Oh, they have Karibo, I guess. That's the one. That's the different card. Mm-hmm. This version. Uh, Top Deck McGee, 5th, 6th. Uh, Red Eye Zombie. This is a very standard one. It has a Storm, though, I guess. No Mirror no mirror uh, Forces. 
Metal Morphs. I meant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no really one has any. Up. No one has any mirror forces. <laughs> I um, really want that card in the game. Yeah, I guess you do. So this version is uh, an alternative version, which, again, is decent against Toons because Storm is a solid card against Toons. You kill the kingdom, and then you can maybe steal something with uh, uh, enemy controller and just win the game that way. Um, you can also, of course... If you have more things that you clear, then you can make sure that you can steal it with the uh, enemy controller. So the reason why Toon Barrel Dragon is so good against Red Eyes is that they can't attack through your guys, especially if you have um, the rare metamorph down, because then they need, I think, two Red Eyes to get over, because that would make it a uh, 3,000 guy. No, because then you're at 3,100. So they, they need three different red eyes to get over it if you have a brain metal morph. So their plan has to be to get over it another way with the uh, the regular metal morph or to clear your guys or to just clear the back row so they can get through it more easily with um, with fewer red eyes and doing the beat down. So th- there's all these different ways that they can slightly tech it and um, Storm was one that I've seen. We've seen it before, and I've seen it a little bit on the ladder. Uh, it's not the most common, though. And a, and like I said, I don't think it's probably what they discussed in the d- Discord because the other people had the exact package, so I think they probably had some sort of chat about it. Or maybe you use the two Econs at, at the same time. So you, you use one of them to break the rare Metal Morph and then use the other one to control them. It's definitely <laughs> possible. Yeah, unless so they have stupid. another rare metamorph. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the other deck, top deck McGee brought was Black Luster Soldier Creator. I don't know how this deck works, but it's extremely explosive from what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool deck. Um, I've only seen it played like once or twice, but I was super envious of it because I don't have any creators. Um, almost made me want to go get them because it's just a really cool deck. But It's probably said three times, though. Exactly, and, yeah. and I'm not prepared to do that right now. Well, one last thing before we move on. Top Deck McGee is a name you guys might uh, recognize. He's been in these types of tournaments uh, a few times, and he, he always does pretty well. So He's won the redder one, I think, once. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. He might have. Yep. Andy Sang, 7th to 8th place. Uh, DK had mentioned this guy plays the, the, the card game, the paper card game. So he's won tournaments in the paper card game. He's moved over to Duel Links. So I guess that's what mm. they want them to do. Um, Toon Barrel Dragon deck. This one has very few monsters. It runs Red Eyes and a lot of counter. Yeah, so this was another deck that I tried um, when I was in my crazy state. Um, it's essentially a mashup between 3-star Demotion, Toon Barrels, and uh, the normal Red Eyes version. So the point of it is that you, I mean, the point is just to play some really good cards all mashed together, but you can run with the normal red eyes, the champion's vigilance, which is an even better protector of your guys than the rare metal morph because you can counter so much. So yeah, he kind of goes like totally ham on it. Cause he has, like you said, uh, four, four counter traps plus the three rare metal morph, which are essentially counter traps as well. 
Um, so he's really interested in protecting these guys. He also has the uh, Aegis. Aegis of Gaia to gain back 3,000 life. So um, I guess his play was just to invest a lot into one thing and then kind of protect it, be it a Tomb Barrel Dragon or a Red Eyes. But it's an interesting deck, and I think that there is something there. I built mine a little differently and, and would build it a little differently, but I don't think that it's the best deck. But I do think that it's something worth bringing in, especially if you have to bring multiple decks like they did in this format. It's amazing how Carpies are gotten, and you could have the audacity to run Ages of Gaia. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another deck is Red Eyes Balance. Um, he brought Red Eyes Balance. Um, looks pretty standard to me. Only one zombie, yeah. though, I guess. Yeah. Right. So this version is... So sometimes when you've seen the Red Eyes Balance in the past, it's been the version that runs 10 traps, and it has the Valdragion, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, Valdalgin, yeah. So it it was the counter trap heavy version that we've seen in the past. This version instead runs five monsters, five, oh no, six. It's a little bit weird. Uh, six traps and nine, nine magic cards. Yeah, nine magic cards. So that ensures that he gets one monster, one trap, one magic, and then he has one that's most likely going to be a magic, but isn't always going to be a magic. Um, and so that's a little bit different from what we norm- what we are used to seeing. Um, another thing that probably isn't that interesting, but since he's not running the Valdalgian, um, it's kind of worth noting that he's using the uh, normal Red Eyes instead of, well, three normal and one zombie. Um, you need the normals for the Champion's Vigilance, but since he's running fewer counter traps overall, a little bit interesting, I guess. I guess the zombie's just for discarding, and then you just bring it back. Right, yeah. The zombie's just there because it's another red eyes, so he can do all of his red eyes things with it, and he just needed five uh, monsters to make sure he had one. Uh, and then the the last 7th to 8th place guy is Tylo. Uh, first deck is a tie that binds red eyes zombie deck. Three metamorphs, though. What do you think about a tie that binds instead of beatdown? So I've seen some people talking about it, and I like it because usually when you're using beatdown, so the beatdown is so that you can win in fights against other decks that have the same um, attack power guys. And that's because a lot of the main decks in the meta, uh, specifically the Red Eyes and the Phoenix, and sometimes the Ninjas, I think, they, they have a lot of 2,400 attack guys. And so you only need to get over their guys by 100. So the tie that binds does something when you don't have the red eyes out and does enough when you do have it out for most of your purposes. The only difference is that... Uh, well, not the only difference. The main difference is the Tomb Barrel Dragon but he has the three Metal Morph to deal with that. So um, I kind of like his build. Um, he also built a... He, he went full on Red Eyes, and he has another Red Eyes deck, which is the beatdown version um, mm-hmm. with the Lava Golem. So. Yeah, it's interesting that he runs a slightly different 
deck when the only difference is the skill. But I guess I guess this would tell you that he thinks that the optimal I don't know, version if you don't need to worry about the Tomb Barrel Dragon runs the two mirror walls instead of one and the lava golem. But if you do need help getting over Tomb Barrel Dragon because you're using tie that binds, then you would run the three metal morph to make sure you can get over the Tomb Barrel Dragon. Or it's possible this guy just has like a very limited set of cards and he, he's like, oh, oh yeah, only have red eye zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, I mean, that's, you can't fault the guy. It's a really solid deck. And if you got the cards, um, you know, that you needed now through level reward or through the PVP rewards, but also just through the event, then it's really could be really cheap. The obviously the zombies version isn't though, so never mind, I take that back. So yep. You can check out the entire report. We have that linked. And we also have the full Twitch VOD. Um all there, so you can check it out. Um Yep. So we're looking forward to the next one's probably in October. Yeah. Deck Tech, you might be in it, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably not. If you if you can win fifteen games in a row, maybe you'll qualify. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. That's right. It's it's gonna take me at least that long to get to King of Games. You might lose your mind again in the in the middle. Uh, yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> Alright. We're gonna talk about the item of the week, which is Rex Raptor's Dino Mayhem. It's spelled with a Y, by the way. Dino. It ends on the eighteenth. Um <laughs> Let's talk about the pros and cons of this. It it seems like it's been it's an event that's been reworked. Uh thanks to all of the complaints and the reports. And Konami has... It's probably been one of the better events in terms of its structure, right? Yeah, I think so. I I really like that they've essentially combined it with the Duelathon event, which everyone loved Duelathon the first time and still continues to love it. Um, I think the risk on Konami's side is that eventually it's going to become the, to the point where people just expect everything to be a duelathon type event, which, um, you know, obviously is fine by me but with somebody who's always doing the auto duels against the standard duelist, but I think Konami probably doesn't want that. So they're going to be a little bit careful of that, but it is a nice way to add some uh, um, continuous value to events, especially these uh, spawn events where sometimes it feels like you were just waiting for the stand or the legendary duelist to show up. And so by combining it with the duelathon, you are giving the player something to do every time they open up their phone, even if the uh it's not time for the legendary duelist to spawn. Yep. Um and there are like a constant set of rewards. Um I think the main I, I really get excited about the gem ones. Uh sometimes you give a SR gem, so that's pretty cool too. And the event setting, the event setting is kind of weird, right? Like, we we expected some kind of party, but it's just Rex Raptor talking to himself about. Yeah. It's kind of like Dinosaur Pride. He he talks about Dinosaur Pride, uh, being dinosaur player, and then he wonders which cards are dragons, which cards are dinosaurs, which is kind of like breaking the fourth wall. He's like, oh, this card, this tw- two-headed dark ruler couldn't have existed. So is, was it a dinosaur or not? And then he keeps telling Pegasus to make a dinosaur card, and that might be like the end, right? He might, we might get a secret reward, maybe. Yeah, that's kind of what people were thinking was that maybe this was foreshadowing, um, because just to skip ahead a tiny bit, 
one of the cons is that the rewards for this event haven't been great. There's not really... Uh, I'm not seeing any dino deck coming out of this. Uh, um, I don't think anyone's, at least presently, going to um, immediately take these rewards and start storming the ladder. So I think there's... People are maybe hopeful. <laughs> maybe they're hoping and wishing more than truly expecting. But the way that he did say it kind of does make it seem like maybe it's coming. And so did the self-deprecating humor, I think. Because a lot of it was him like kind of lamenting the fact that dinos aren't good anymore. <laughs> and it seems weird that Konami would like put this character in the game specifically to highlight how much this one um, archetype is bad. So it seems to me like either as part of this event or, I, I don't know, soon, they kind of, I think, have to swing the pendulum back and make some sort of dino thing at least decent and and i don't know how they would do that without making like major changes because just the whole way that dinos play right now um just doesn't really work with the current meta game but i think it it it's the the words within the event made it seem like maybe that's something that they have in mind or that they're going to try to do so and um, you're not a platinum anymore, but you often face. Well, I have faced platinum one people who are playing dinosaurs. They're trying to make these cards work. I guess they're at the floor and they're just trying it. Interesting. Um, yeah, I've seen the Destroyer Source. I've seen the Jurassic World, but I beat okay. them every time. So, so yeah, they're well, working. <laughs> okay, there's that. I was, I was going to say then maybe the platinum players will be our salvation and, and make Rex happy, and it turns out that not because they yeah. lose every game. So. Um, but the rewards he gives, yeah, the Destroyer Source, the Drax Jurassic World, the Black Terra, they don't really work because I guess having that attack is just not enough to beat like all these special summons and a Super Rush Headlong and all this stuff. Um, right. So I think yeah. that's, that's the issue is that dinos work by playing... It, it's essentially a um, old school like tempo curve type deck where you're just playing the best four star monsters every turn and you're playing usually one per turn and you've given them little buffs and stuff so that they can fight over and be better than your opponent's four star monsters. And that worked very well early on in the game because early on in the game we did not have that many um, special summons. And so if you could just kind of win every fight on every turn, then eventually you just win the game. And that's what they did. But then now they've added so many special summons, and a lot of those special summons are bigger than the dinos. So not only can you not win like each individual turn because your guys are smaller, but you're also falling behind because your opponent can play two things on a turn or something like that. So um, the whole way that the dinos have worked in this game thus far it doesn't seem like it's able to work anymore unless they just really roll a lot of stuff back yeah even if they release one really good card i think they'll need some support traps to cheat stuff out that's the only that's the only way i could see them coming back yeah or i could see 
you know, I don't know what cards are in the game, um, in the real life game right now, because I haven't played in a very long time. But if there's some sort of card like um, mass extinction or, or whatever, that if you control a dinosaur, then you can play this card and um, both players, you know, discard. It destroys all of your opponent's stuff, basically, is what I'm thinking. If there's yeah, this card... From the, from the farming, from the level 40 deck, if they had the trap card that destroys everything. Right, yeah. Yeah, that one requires them to be 2,500 attack, which is a big restriction. But yes, exactly. If that card somehow becomes usable, uh, both in terms of us actually having access to it and just somehow making it easy for you to get a 2,500, or not easy, but at least doable for you to get a 2,500 guy. Um, And I didn't actually read the card whenever he uses it because it's irrelevant, but as long as it's limited to dinos so it can't be used against them then that might be what they need something like that to come back into the game so just a really big comeback mechanic to help them catch up um, from being so far behind on tempo and stuff compared to the other decks that card says destroy all cards on the field so that means their own dinosaur i guess right yeah um yeah should we talk about farming for a second, or should we just say like everything works? I mean, the oh, yeah the 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 main card you're looking out for is that Jurassic Impact card. So how I do it is I play Shing Zen Hu to lock down his two set cards. Um, tip, I think that's probably the best way to do it, and you keep destroying his monsters with your Gate Guardian. Um, yeah, I do it just, I use, uh, what is it called? It's a field spell, the one that makes all of the... Oh, the acid. Yeah, yeah. acid downpour. Yeah, I use the acid one, um, because it makes all of the earth monsters weaker, have lower attack, and so that means that his only thing that can get to 2500 is the hippopotamus guy. No, he also so, has another one, the super ancient one. Oh, does he? But it needs a well, tribute, though. Oh, okay. It's a tribute. So yeah, that one doesn't usually happen either. So the card's called Acidic Downpour, and um, I use that, and I use three three of that one and three Planet Pathfinder, and then I just every turn kill his uh, the, whatever he plays with my Gate Guardian, so he can't do the tribute summon. And um, usually he, I haven't yet had him put uh, put a hippo into attack mode in the face of my gate guardian. I guess the AI is not quite that clever. So usually he sets the hippos as well, and then I can um, I can just attack into those as well, and I haven't had an issue with uh, him using the impact or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the Shinzeng Hu uh, mentioned before, but typically his setup is... He plays Solidarity as a face-up card, and that's the one that powers up monsters based on the graveyard. And he sets mm-hmm. two cards. So you could just lock them down with Shing Zen, who I... It, the only reason I do that is because I only have two Planet Pathfinders and one uh, Shard of Greed. So I just... just I was just thinking, like, we have to counter this direct impact, so I put two Shin Zeng Hus in, and it works every time. <laughs> yeah, that's well, clever. I like it. Good on you. 
but his drops seem kind of low, but the drops aren't that great anyways, but yeah, um, I've been getting everything mostly. I I haven't really gotten much, but I also don't care because it's not like <laughs> it's not anything good. I even uh if it's less than a 40, I even stop like I didn't farm the 30s anymore unless I'm like sitting alone doing nothing. But um it's and that's contrary to what we always tell everyone to do, but I just could not bring myself to care about these rewards. I'm still doing it. I think I learned my lesson. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. All right. So that's enough about him. Um, new audio settings available. Um, a lot of people are excited about this, especially people who like Japanese anime and like like learning a language, and also all the things associated with language. Um, they could listen to the Japanese voice actors. The Kaiba guy is apparently a really big deal in Japan. Um, you basically go to help settings change language and it will require a download just for the separate audio files but and you won't understand the players anymore um some people like it though i, I heard that the pegasus one I've, I've seen the pegasus one on the twitch when they were doing the uh tournament with dk and mm-hmm. i thought it was really annoying it was yeah. like like a really pretentious guy from like the 1700s or something <laughs> yeah i mean that that kind of fits i guess i don't know what I'm wondering is, does Joey still have his Brooklyn accent when he speaks Japanese? People are saying no. Well, that's disappointing. That sucks. I don't even. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what a what a Brooklyn accent would sound like for in Japanese. Uh, in Japanese, yeah, but whatever. I, I, oh yeah, I've heard about this. I heard that they made him have a dialect of someone who's lower class, because the Brooklyn accent is typically associated with someone who's lower class. Yeah. Um. And some Japanese one that's lower class. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Maybe if you're English, it would be like Cockney or like some kind of accent like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. So the card trader inventory was updated uh, two days ago and there's four new cards and they mostly center around plants. Marina, is that how you pronounce it with the... Yeah. Marina, Princess of Sunflowers. I should look up the card first. <laughs> <laughs> she is 2,800 attack, 1,600 defense, I believe, uh, if I recall. St- yeah. Eight stars, fire plant. If one, exactly one other plant monster you control and no other cards is destroyed by battle or by card effect and sent to the graveyard, you can target one card your opponent controls and destroy that target. This card must be face up on the field to activate and resolve this effect. So, in my opinion, that is a lot of prerequisites that make for a situation... Like, if your opponent sees this card in the field, bless you, and they know what it does, which, of course, they can know what it does just by clicking on it, not that everyone always does, but, you know, if they see this card and they see you have another plant monster, this requires them to acknowledge that and be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to attack into this plant monster, not the one that you know that I might want to kill, but I'm going to attack that other one, and I'm going to let him kill something that I have down for free. And that just seems super unlikely to me. Um, this card, I mean, it's always nice to have an effect but 
it, it seems like this effect is almost never going to trigger. Does it? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention when you were just reading it because yeah. I already mostly knew what it did. Um, does it have to be your opponent's effect? Um, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe that's how you use it. Maybe there's something your own that. Effect. Yeah. That's kind of the only way I could see that getting much play. Econ. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe there's a little bit more than I had initially uh, thought because you can get it with your own stuff. But I'm still not super impressed with that card. Uh, I wouldn't like build a deck around it or anything like that. Nope. The good thing about Marina is that it comes. Uh, along with the card trader, there's another plant type that could help it, and this is Rose Lover. Uh, one star, 800 attack plant. You can banish this card from your graveyard, special summon one plant monster from your hand, and if you do, it is unaffected by your opponent's trap effects this turn. You can use the effect of Rose Lover once per turn. Yeah, so this card is the build-around card, in my opinion, and might be the reason why, like you said, you'd run Marinia. Um, it is a really solid effect that kind of reminds me of the Red Eyes, Kaiba Man, Necrofear type stuff. Um, and I don't know if it's worth playing over those other cards, but it's definitely something, it's exactly the type of card that I love playing with. So, uh, you know, you can probably expect me to build a couple decks with this, uh, some of them are definitely going to run the uh, merchant because that's how I do. But uh, I, I I really like the Rose Lover, and I'm a little bit hard pressed to see it breaking into the meta. It obviously doesn't fit into Naturia, and I, I don't think that it's better at doing the reanimation than like Red Eyes is. But uh, it's you know it's something fun and interesting that I'm going to see if we can find some way to make it work. It just takes one set to have some plant cards, and then it's it's a staple, right? I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. You. Yeah. What you can do is you can you can discard it, uh, or you can just set it and wait for a turn. It's a great, great card to set on your first, and then on your second turn, you get to get out your big old marine or whatever. So, um, it's it's an interesting card. I I really like it with. Uh, tribute to the Doom, too. You can discard it for that, right. clear their thing that would be blocking your big uh, plant, and then play your big plant and attack in. And just to clear up any confusion, the last two cards are plants, but they look like girls. So it's kind of like a thing where they become plants or something. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Uh, next card is an N, Seed of Deception, Quick Play. Special Summon, one level two or lower plant monster from your hand. Um, not too exciting. No, there's not really anything that you'd want to, like, special summon that way. It's a quick play, which is kind of cool. Um, I guess you can use it to to play out a Rose Lover and defend or something like that to set up a play for yourself. Yeah. Um, but I'd, or I guess you could just play something for fodder for like enemy controllers and stuff. But it, it seems a little niche and like a lot of work um, to set up like a decent play. Um, I There might be something there, but I'm just not yeah. that impressed. Last card is another N, Energy Drain Trap card. Select one face-up monster on your field. 
Increase the attack and defense of this monster by an equal number of cards in your opponent's hand by 200 until the end phase. This is a bit like um, Graceful Dice, sort of. I saw uh, Restructor Revolution in it. Restructor Revolution. Yeah, the one they limited uh, the burn spell. Oh, yeah. Except that this one, of course, is worse because it's a trap, so you can't just play it right away. And also, um, you need it, it buffs something, so you need a monster attacking in. So, I could. <laughs> the funny thing is, I could see this working in some sort of like super combo. Um, what's it called? The Karate Man deck. Oh, yeah. You, you want to run the. Uh, you want to run the dual standby anyway to get your combo pieces, and then this kind of I don't know is another way to kill them it doesn't seem like it's a card that would actually be good but i like yeah, funny your decks the card inspiration is pretty much better than this all the times because you need four cards in your opponent's hand and that doesn't happen too often inspiration is better than this any other way yeah yeah or maybe um what's that deck that makes defense the uh titan showdown deck Mm-hmm. You make them take a ton of damage by hitting into a defense boxer. But it adds to the attack, right? Oh, yeah, your guy has to be face up. Yeah. It adds to the attack and defense. Never mind. I oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't mention well, that yet. That's cool. Slightly less useless. <laughs> so those are the new cards. Uh, I already picked up two Rose Lovers. They showed up twice in the last two, so. Nice. Yep. Alright, a uh, side event that's been going on are the Duelist Challenges. Remember when, when the first Duelist Challenges was the only event for a week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and I think the cutscene has Yugi Moto instead of Teya and uh, Rex Raptor. But Joey's still like the guy who's like, I'm stupid and I need help. But yeah, I, I was kind of him this time too. It was kinda, I didn't get them right away. <laughs> Except today's, I got them right. Uh, today, I got today's right away, but I had to cheat on the second one, I believe. But we get three new cards, and they're fire based. First one's Darkfire Soldier number one, and this is just a Pyro seventeen hundred guy. Which um, I don't think there's any Pyro effects except for that guy um, Goya the Pyre, right? I think. Yeah, maybe. Guy's name, but the guy who sacrifices pyro monsters, but mm-hmm. the uh, that beast, the great Angus, there is, is ready a fire eighteen hundred beast, so it pretty much takes up all the use for that. King yeah. Chiron, King Chiron's a five star Gemini, fifteen hundred attack, and you use the Gemini ability to inflict a thousand damage on your opponent each turn. So it's an optional effect, but fifteen hundred attack for five stars seems like it's not gonna. It's not going to stick it, I think. Mm. Unless there's like a Gemini card that lets you keep like the special dump, uh, super double summon uh, to, to keep doing it for some kind of like one turn kill, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And then the last card's Fire Princess. Four star Pyro. Um, 1300 attack. Each time you gain life points, inflict 500 damage to your opponent. Seems like it doesn't really fit because burn decks don't heal themselves, and the only healing thing is a Shizu's Fairy Smile skill 
which doesn't really fit a pyro, a random pyro card just being in it for burn, I guess. Yeah, you had that one uh, burn Healy deck, right? Using um, the Asmodian. Asm- yeah. Yeah, Asmodian burn. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's it's uh, Samachi. Bad reaction to Samachi. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe oh, you no, bring wait. that. It turns back. it turns the heals into burns though. So if I heal myself, I'm hurting myself. I think. Yeah, so I guess it would have to be just like an alternate. You'd have to pick, you know, which it, it, it would help clean out your draws. It would give you more things that have any sort of activation, but then like less overall activation. So that's, I don't know, probably, you run, probably bad. But. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about and Curry, but that's just, that just doesn't do enough. It's like 200 each time. Yeah, you would need some. You need something better that, like recurring heals, like you said, Ishizu's oh, smile. Oh, gob- goblin thief. Goblin that does thief. A thou- that does a thousand each time with this card. Oh, you yeah, heal yourself yeah. and then you do a thousand. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but we're only getting one fire princess, so it's gonna be hard for this to work with just one yeah. build around. True. So those are the rewards. Um. The 1.5 experience campaign started, and what's the funny story about this one? <laughs> the funny story is, uh, I got Yugi Moto to level 40, and then the very next morning is when the <laughs> 1.5 campaign started. So, this is I got a, an Omega lol for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrecked. But at least now all you slackers can catch up. Yeah, the uh, the Vegabond one card skill, man. 3,300 experience on a loss. That's what that, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's just yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I've been trying to hit my characters to their gem ones, but I'm getting stonewalled by card card and gold rewards, so I have to level up someone like twice. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, obvi- this, this obviously, this, this complaint doesn't make sense to you, because you already leveled them up, but I see it as an obstacle. I see... No, I mean, car- I mean, I was there. <laughs> I, yeah. I've been there. I just so you already skip, got you skip you skip people as well if you didn't want if they didn't get gems next level. Um, kind of, I guess. I don't know. I I always hit the level um, cap by the time that we get to the next level cap. So usually it's like who has the best card rewards. I'll pick that person right. to go first, and then I will often stop at the last gems for a player unless I want their card reward. So this most recent time, I leveled everyone to 39 first, and then I went and went okay. to 40s. So. That makes sense, yeah. Right now, most of my characters are like 30 to 35. Everyone's past 30 by now, but... Um, like, Ashizu's been stuck at 35 forever because she doesn't get a gem reward till 37, I think. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, yeah. Um, the Mysterious Tower event is the next event, and it's coming up on the 19th, so two, three more days. Uh, we don't have any information about this, but it could be a segue to unlocking Mokuba, because we do know he is coming based on some of the data mines. Um, it could be the Big Five, uh, Big Five event, and they said we're facing new duelists, so, um, yeah, something cool before the GX update. Dope. Yep. 72-hour sale. Um, 
we don't really spend money except if it's credit, like free credit we got somewhere. <laughs> free to play, by the way. Um, and the sales come up every so often. So if you do spend money, it's the best time to do it is during these sales because you get pretty good discounts. Um, and the ones that are the best ones are the bundles that come with three packs and one guaranteed SR that um, doesn't count towards the set. So theoretically, you could get three of an SR if there's two in a set or two in, of an SR in a mini box. Um, and they made a mistake, right? I think they gave out a UR by accident for the Age of Discovery. Yeah, so they yeah. they... I forget what the actual announcement was, but it was supposed to be like you would get one. Um, if you bought the Ultimate Rising, then there was supposed to be a Super Rare and an Ultra Rare, but instead you just got a Super Rare or something like that. But if you uh, bought Age of Discovery, then you got an Ultra Rare instead of a Super Rare. And so what they did is they let the people who bought the Age of Disco keep the Ultra Rare, but they, uh, uh, you know, they gave refunds or probably not. They probably just gave a free um, ultra rare to the people in the Ultimate Discovery. So if you were lucky enough to buy Age of Discovery, I mixed up the names, but you know what I mean. If you were yeah. lucky enough to buy the water one, then uh, I think you got a free upgrade from a super rare to an ultra rare, which might have been Pretty good cool. if that's what you wanted. It's probably what you wanted if you were buying that set. I think the top comment guy said he got, like, another Axe Raider, so he's, like, three now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty good time to get the Sphere Karibo, right? Or did... Sphere Karibo's from the first set, right? It Ultimate is. Rising? Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's an ultra rare, so it's not it's not the best time. I mean, I guess it's a... So it's did people get that by accident? That's what, that's what I'm asking. Maybe. Oh. But there was only one ultra rare, like, involved. In that oh, set. Yeah. So it wouldn't have happened. What you want is you want to use this opportunity to get sets where you want the super rares. Oh, is gotcha, the, yeah. the best use of this sale. That means uh, Ultimate Rising probably had better ones. Age of Discovery. I mean, there's like Yomi Ship and stuff like that. It's kind of useful. Yeah. All right. And the last thing we're going to talk about today is more data mines. And this has to do with the GX world that's coming. Uh, a bunch of cards were data mined with the GX update and how they could be obtained. There's a section about how you could obtain a card. And certain cards are obtained by level rewards or drops. And we see that confirmed legendary duelists are Jaden, Aster, Alexis, and Bastion. Um, we also see them evidence that Mokuba is coming as an electable character, which we mentioned could be part of the next event. It could be coming during the GX, after the GX update. We don't know. But um, there's a whole gallery of cards. And a lot of them are elemental heroes. Um, a lot of elemental hero cards. And then there's also the Ojama. The Ojama King. I just want to talk about this one card. So you have to fuse three monsters. Ojama, green, yellow, and black. And these are all cards with zero attack and 1,000 defense. You fuse, you fuse them together, and you get a zero attack, 3,000 defense guy. And you get to select up to three of your opponent's monster zones, and they can't be used. So it's kind of like the card Ground Collapse um, from the card game, where you uh, lock down two monster zones. But two out of five, and this this locks down all three of your monster zones. 
So I assume that your opponent can't have a monster on the board when this happens. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Cause I'll select up to three, so you could you could lock okay. down like two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this game, that would be really tough to clear if you don't have uh, if you don't already have a monster out. Because if you do have a monster out, then you can like econ and whatever. You can do what you got to do to. Uh, super rush headlong and stuff but if you don't already have one out they cleared your stuff and then they do this then yeah that can just be game ending a lot of decks don't have a way to uh, just clear something with spells or whatever or you could take control of this guy and then you lock down both sides of the board and then like yeah. it's going to be the deck out game <laughs> yeah i guess it's weird i saw a card that i was a little excited for in there uh, it is DNA surgery, and the reason oh, yeah, why I was excited by love that card is because you can combo it with stuff like regulation of tribe, and um, and you know just a couple other things. But I'm really <laughs> you could do a lockdown with the regulation of tribe and the DNA surgery, turn everything into one monster type, and then um, when you do the let's see what's this. That monster type cannot declare attacks, so um, you can use it to kind of stall out the game. Uh, a lot of decks can't get through it; it's just two trap cards. Uh, you only have one regulation of tribe, and I forget what they said the DNA surgery was going to be, but I think it was also going to be just a one of someone's level up reward or something. So it, it's probably not something that would become huge. But I do we do we have insect barrier? I don't think we do, and yeah, I, I was, used to. That was, that, old com- that was the old combo back then. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's taking me back, man. <laughs> yeah, or you could just do like the weevil parasite and not use it for burn. <laughs> you just turn it into insect insects so they can't attack. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, those cards are going to be coming up in the future. So, yeah, we're excited. Um. Anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, no, I think I think we're good. I think that's what we yep. got. Cool. Um, that's it for today. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and other podcasting things. Find our podcast and more at our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Well, we have a YouTube channel if you want to watch us there instead. Help us grow. Help us have ideas. Help us buy cards. Patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Send us an email at the dual assessment at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment at dual underscore assessment at me at Green Ranger HS and Deck Tech at HS Deck Tech. Yep, we get a lot of our uh, interactions on Twitter. People are sending deck lists for help, people are asking us questions, people are sharing uh, tips that we can then share um, on the show. So, uh, definitely a great place to reach us. Yeah, and if we get, we get like a ton of questions, we could just answer questions all day. That would be pretty cool too. Uh, spend some time doing that. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. All right. All right Have catch, fun, everyone. Yep. Yeah, catch you guys next time.